It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take just a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. So here's a question. How do you deal with disappointment? That's been my challenge over the last couple of days. I had a text chat with a mentor of mine earlier today, and he reminded me to stay in gratitude and to focus on the things that I can control. It was a great reminder. Frequently, there is a temptation to stay stuck in the mud, feel sorry for ourselves, not be focused on a solution, when all we see is the challenge in front of us. But those are not productive choices. Stay focused on gratitude and those things we can do something about, and eventually things will turn back around. Do it today. You'll be so glad you did. And with all that in mind, I want to introduce my very special guest. My guest this week is Doug Walls. Let me tell you a little bit about him. For over 30 years, Doug Walls has been promoting small business and entrepreneurial development. Growing up in a family business, Doug learned a great deal about working with and leading others. The need for each person to find their passion to pursue and why it's important to stay in your lane when working with others. From restaurants, outdoor advertising, construction, property management, county and state government, and mobile marketing, Doug has proven himself to be a leader. He lives in Sebring, Florida and San Clemente, California with his wife and three kids where he runs several businesses, including construction, property management, outdoor advertising, and product development. His latest project, Text Me Leads, is a powerful tool for speakers, podcasters, broadcasters, politicians, realtors, or anyone who has an audience. Text Me Leads can, be, uh, can turn every smartphone in your audience, live or virtual, into a mobile point-of-sale device, empowering you to deliver PDFs, video, and audio immediately, as well as building your email list automatically. In 2012, Text Me Leads was launched and quickly adopted, and it serves the business community by providing the easiest way to feed your funnel. We will discuss all of this and so much more in today's show, and here is my very special guest, Doug Walls. Doug, how are you? Hey, Brian. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So the first question, Doug, that I usually ask everyone is, uh, tell us about your background. How did you get started? What did you overcome? What brought you from where you were to where you are now? Well, I'll tell you, you know, in what you just read, I, I've grown up in business my entire life. Um, my parents had a Wendy's franchise, so literally as in the, in the sixth grade, um, I was on the schedule working in our family store, which isn't, isn't your normal um, uh, summers in the sixth grade, right? Right. Um, so I got a very um, early taste of what it's like to run a business, have employees, um, you know, being a kid, you got to hear what a lot of the, the other employees were saying about management. They didn't really take you seriously. So you got to hear a lot of things that you probably weren't supposed to be hearing. Right. Um, and and it gave me um, a, a real good awakening to some of the challenges that my, my parents had running a business. Later on, as I was uh, building an outdoor advertising company, I was uh, in high school trying to sell uh, 
large accounts to businesses in town. Didn't really think that it was going to be something that I was going to be good at. But it turned out that I was simply, as I realized that when you're uh, providing a solution to somebody else's need, it's no longer a sales conversation. It's simply a connecting the dots conversation. What do you need? How can I serve you? How can I uh, help you better than somebody else? Wow. I, I love that because a lot of people have a, a negative connotation of what sales is. I mean, I, you go back you know, to some of the old classic television shows where salesmen were portrayed as being very pushy and arrogant and annoying. And really, that whole thing has shifted uh, and just just in the very recent past, it is all about serving. And I love what you just shared about connecting the dots. Did it take you a long time to figure out how to be good at sales? Um, well, so that's kind of a loaded question because I don't think anybody um, is ever completely good at it. They can be great at elements of it. Yes. But since we're always growing and we're always learning and always figuring out how to do it better, I could say I'm great at sales today. And five years ago, I wasn't as good as I am today. If I can't say the same thing five to ten years down the road, then I'm not improving myself. And sales is all about relationships. Yes. Uh, nobody cares. We've all heard this before, that nobody cares about what you're selling. They don't care about your product until they know how much you care about them. So you're always buying the person, not the product. So if we can, uh, as an entrepreneur, salespeople, build the relationships with those that we're trying to serve – Instead yeah. of seeing them as targets, then yeah. we, we, we completely change the narrative of what that ingrained um, programming that we've had of what a salesperson is, what they look like, what they sound like, and all the negative con connotations, um, whether you're being sold or whether you're the one trying to sell somebody else. Right. Exactly. And you alluded to the idea of making this about helping other people, and that is absolutely true and very accurate. When you say it's important to stay in your lane when helping others, what exactly does that mean to you? Um, have you ever been micromanaged? Yes. All right. So, you can, so that's a really good example of somebody not staying in their lane and not, um, not allowing themselves to delegate work to you, trusting somebody to, that you will stay in your lane they will stay in their lane. Everybody does the job, and now you're moving forward at twice the speed. As soon as you get somebody that starts going in and out of traffic, eventually they're going to cause an accident. That's a really good analogy. I worked at a place once where there was a, a manager of a different department who took it upon herself to try to run the whole show, and it really annoyed a lot of people because uh, many of us thought, why don't you just run your own department and leave – Leave us alone. It just mm -hmm. and she eventually did get dismissed. And so I completely agree. You can cause an accident when you choose to, you know, not stay in your own lane and and take the I don't know. I guess the the carpool lane when you're not supposed to, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And delegating, uh, it's it's tough for people, uh, for most people. Um, for those of us that want to go out into business, they want to be entrepreneurs and. You know they, they're highly educated. Some of them, uh, a lot of us aren't because we just uh, uh, developed a street smart mentality and just went out and did things. Um, but we have a lot of self reliance in ourselves, and because of that self reliance in ourselves, we tend not to trust other people. If you look at some very well uh, organized large corporations, 
you will see that some of their original founders had some uh, learning disabilities. And so as they were trying to get through school, they would have to delegate out and find other people to study with and learn how to build teams around them to hide their disability. When you don't have that disability and you like the shine time, then you find later on down the road in life that you don't want to share the spotlight sometimes. You don't want to, uh, to delegate and you end up holding on um, like uh, a vice-like uh, death grip on some of these uh, departments, projects, uh, and we micromanage. And because we do that, we are holding ourselves back because we're holding back our teams. Yeah. We don't let them run free. Exactly. How do you handle a situation where a client's needs or demands seem unreasonable? I know that you, you have a lot of experience in property management, and I can just imagine that it, it, obviously that doesn't run smooth 100% of the time. You've got tenants with varying degrees of what they think ought to be done. How do you deal with someone who maybe you think their their demands are unreasonable? Um, okay, so there's, there's uh, two roads that we could go down on this one. And okay. so let me take uh, lane or road number one. Okay. And if I have somebody who's, uh, requests are unreasonable. I might want to ask why and find out what the motivation is because it may obviously it's reasonable to them. Sure. So if I can figure out where they're coming from and why they see that as reasonable and what else I could um, something that I, I'm standing firm on that they might have some wiggle room on. As soon as you start having that communication, you might find a way to uh, negotiate a um, a solution that works to everybody's benefit and that. That sounds very simplistic, and I don't mean to just kind of brush over that, but literally just listening to the person that you are trying to negotiate with. Uh, I just ran into that with one of my clients uh, this week. Uh, we had a, uh, an estimate, a construction estimate that went through that they thought was a little bit high. And I knew that on her initial, in her position, her um, motivation was to prove to her employer that she was able to help negotiate this number down. Well, I know that on the back end of this, I've got a couple other deals with them that are going to be so much more than taking up taking off a couple hundred dollars on an estimate. Right. So it was very easy for me to help her get what she wants. I'm still going to get what I want, and I've got a long-term tenant. So let's go ahead and, and, and switch lanes. Sometimes you can't um, – you do have somebody that has unrealistic – expectations, they have uh, high demands, and some people are just grumpy, and they're hard to get along with. Right. What we found, uh, especially in our construction business, is that when we had a client come in, and they were just um, a bear to deal with, and they were always uh, nitpicking about uh, timelines or, or something that, one, we may not have framed their expectations properly, especially with construction timelines, um, and, and sometimes they just were... Uh, they might have been grumpy in just their personality. What we found is that those were the people that if you can take care of them and, and make sure that they feel like they have been heard and that you reacted to what they were looking for, not always giving them what they wanted and, and letting them get their way all the time, but standing firm, have open communication with them. They turned in to be our raving fans after the uh, the job was done, and we got more leads from those grumpy customers than we did from the customers who uh, patted us on the back all the way through the job. 
That's that's awesome because sometimes those people, if you treat someone like that right, they can be your most loyal mouthpiece. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, one thing <laughs> I love saying is that the best customer you can have is a happy customer with a big mouth, and that is absolutely the uh-huh. truth. We are coming right up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Doug Walls, and we will talk about his company. Uh, he's got many companies, but we will talk about uh, text, text Me Leads after the break. And this is a really creative way of generating leads when you're in front of an audience. I, you're not going to want to miss this. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Doug Walls. Before we continue, let me tell you how you can find me. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I also have a Facebook business page called Success Profiles Radio. Please feel free to like the page and interact with me. I would love that. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio for free anytime that you'd like. And if you could do that, that would be fantastic as well. I'd love to know what you think. I also do have a book writing coaching program. So if you want help writing your book or if you want to talk to have me ghostwrite your book for you, I would be very glad to have that conversation as well. You can email me, brian at briankwright.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at briankwright.com. So, Doug, let's talk about 
uh, a company that you have. It, it started as Get My Talk and has since evolved into Text Me Leads. Tell us how this started and what caused the evolution of your brand. Sure. So, you know, at the beginning of the show, we talked about connecting dots, right? Yes. And I was, you know, we've, we've all sat in um, seminars, speeches, presentations, and somebody in the audience is going to raise their hand at some point and say, how can I get a copy of your slide deck? And the response typically was, well, drop off your business card, uh, email my assistant, uh, see me at the back of the room. And all that ended up doing was creating more work for somebody else to do. If you can address the issue right up front and, and act on it and take it off your to-do list, the monkey is no longer on your back, so to speak, right? Right. So it was like, let me, let me uh, think this through. And I realized that and I won't, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but how I started connecting the dots was through text message marketing, uh, another project I was working on and uh, with a band, and they were looking to do a ringtone for a, uh, an event that they were, they were at. And I, I was thinking, if I can deliver a 30-second ringtone, why can't I deliver a three-hour presentation? Why can't we deliver those slide decks? Why can't we deliver something else to the phone? And boom, the work is done. There's no other follow-up that needs to be um, handled by an assistant or that speaker. So uh, we proposed it, and we launched a company called Get My Talk because we were working with speakers, authors, and trainers, and it was all about the audience getting their talk. Um, what we found during that process was that the, the delivering of the message, their talk, their slide deck, was not the focal point of my client base. They were all interested in, but how do I get leads out of that? And so I, I kept explaining how that process happened. And it dawned on us at one point, it's like, you know what, change the name. And so we changed the name to answer their first question of text me leads. Mm. That's what it is. That's how it works. That's awesome. So you can turn every smartphone into a point of sale device in any audience, whether it's live or virtual, right? Sure. Absolutely. That sounds so, really phenomenal. How, how exactly does, does that really work? So um, grab your phone right now. Uh, grab your cell phone. Start a text message, a new text message, and you're going to send it to 21777. And the message that you're going to send is TML for text me leads. Send that message. You get an autoresponder coming right back. And that autoresponder can do one of a few things for your particular business. It can take you to a landing page to mine data. It can take you directly to a deliverable page. And uh, so the the uh, code that I just gave actually doesn't mine anything because I want people just to go right to one of our demo pages so they could see what we're all about and see how, how they can interact or our services can provide the solution that they're looking for. If we've made that connection, then you can, uh, there's, there's ways to connect with me. But it's, again, it's all about what does the customer want first? And they know if they're filling out a form that, they're kind of the product. You kind of heard yeah. if, 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 if the product's free, you're the product. Okay. Very right? good. Yes. How about so, a recent example? Yeah. Of success. Oh, with, with, oh my gosh, I had a, um, uh, a guy call me, uh, one afternoon. He says, uh, I, I've got a, I've got a problem. I hear you're the solution to it. Uh, I said, all right, explains what's, what's going on. He says, I've got a, uh, I, I'm the best, uh, guy, in my area for social media um, marketing. I'm really good. I've got a 45-minute presentation. I've been just given an opportunity to speak to 300 people. 
sounds like a great opportunity. What's the problem? He says, they gave me five minutes to do it all in. Mm. Okay, so um, here's what we're going to do. You're going to spend the first four minutes presenting to that audience why you are the authority in your field. This is why you need to listen to me. This is why my solutions are going to work for your business. And I wish I had more time, but I was only given five minutes. I want to respect your time and the uh, uh, event promoter's time. So that's who I am and why I'd love to connect with you. Here's how you can connect with me. And I'm going to give, I've got a huge giveaway because our time is so compressed. Here it is. And he gave out a, a texting code out of that five minute speech he closed $14,000 worth of business. Wow. So is this linked to uh, people can use this to send you directly to a product that they can buy? Or do you primarily recommend that people capture the leads and then follow up later? What, what's the best strategy for that? Brian, it all depends on your audience. It depends on your product. Um, so for realtors, um, instead of them being bothered at all hours of the night by tire kickers, you yes. can give away the information before you start worrying about collecting data. Here's all the information on the house. Here's how you, um, all the details. Here's the videos. Here's the photos. Here's the price. Everything's right there. There's nothing that the realtor or their assistant has to follow up with, okay, until they know that this is somebody that is uh, clicking on a button later on that says, I want more information. So that's one way to handle it where you just give out the information. The other side is collecting data. Um, you might uh, want to ask for a first name and an email address before you give something away. If it's a high enough value, if it's a uh, PowerPoint presentation, if it's a copy of your book and you're giving these things away, well, okay, then the price of admission is you give up your email address. Yeah. Okay. So that's a way that um, you can um, ask for the information up front and then give a deliverable later on. Okay. That's, that's fantastic. So if you're, if you're selling a book, for example, then this is a, a perfect way uh, not only to capture leads via a name and email address, but you could also uh, set the link up so that it takes you to a, a purchase page as well then, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you've, you've been in a, a presentation where somebody says, I've got a, uh, a book on Amazon and, and I appreciate everybody going there because we're going to try and drive our numbers up. And they start dropping these breadcrumbs on how to get from point A to point B. Well, along the way of trying to remember what the book name was, the author's name, how to get there, well, why not just give them a text code and one button takes them directly to your page to the exact book that you're trying to promote at that time, and it's done. Same thing with mobile apps is a great way to um, solve that problem of the barrier between which app store are you connecting to, and some people are just not comfortable going and downloading an app that they've never um, interacted with before. Right. Yeah. So how is this different from QR codes? Do you use QR codes in, in your business at all, or is that something that's on its way out? Or what do you see about QR codes compared to what you're doing? Yeah, so the QR codes are available. Uh, we, don't tip, we don't use them. We don't really promote them because, especially in the U.S., uh, QR codes just really never caught on all that well. Um, there are good applications for it. Uh, I think one of the best applications I've seen for QR codes is when you're um, in, in a car lot and they've got a QR code that you can um, uh, scan, the, scan the code and a data sheet for that particular vehicle downloads to your phone and you can see all the information without being hassled by a salesperson. 
However, uh, having a QR code in, uh, uh, means you have to have another scanning device. You have to be familiar with what you're what you're doing, and we just found a lot of barriers to the interface sure. of using uh, QR codes and the actual practical application of it. Wow, and this is also a technology that that you're using that relies on cell phone signals and not Wi-Fi signals, which seems to be a huge advantage because in some places Wi-Fi signals are just not very good at all. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, did you experiment and, with the Wi-Fi end of it first and then realized it wasn't going to work, or did you recognize that potential right away and just went straight to using uh, the cell phone? Um, no, we, we did recognize the uh, barriers that exist in certain environments with um, cell signals and with Wi-Fi. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, at different events, uh, you don't have an open Wi-Fi signal for everybody to get onto. But there is enough cell signal in the uh, in the auditorium sometimes, most times, uh, that you can at least get a text message back and forth. You might not even be able to get a good phone call back and forth, but a text message will still connect. Even if they can't get the final deliverable while they're sitting in that particular room, one, at that point, everybody realizes that it's it's not the, uh, the speaker's issue. It is a, um, a connectivity issue. It's a Wi-Fi or cellular issue. As long as that text message got back and forth, there is a text message that's going to live uh, in an evergreen state in their text messaging sequence until it's deleted. So that night, the next day, a week later, they'll see that text message in there, and they can still activate that same link. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been in places where the signal wasn't very good, and then when I got to a place where the cell phone signal was stronger again, it's like, oh, I missed this message three hours ago. That mm -hmm. works. Right. That, that's wonderful. So let me ask this. A lot of businesses think they need a, mo a mobile app to be relevant in a marketplace like this. Uh, do you have an app to download, or how? Wh what is your stance on the necessity of a mobile app? Um, it, again, it depends. One, it yeah. depends on your budget. It depends on how much you want to communicate with people. Um, a lot of apps, uh, I mean, you can look at your phone and you can probably see that it's getting crowded with a lot of apps that you no longer use yeah. and are getting cleared off. Uh, so we didn't go the, the app route, although it makes sense for some people. This particular sequence and the way we connected the dots didn't make sense to go the app route because we wanted it to be a platform and an interface that everybody was accustomed to. So we use the text messaging feature on your phone that you're, everybody's accustomed to and your browser, um, you know, however you access web pages on your phone, um, which most people are comfortable with. It's familiar to them. And so there's no additional training or uh, barriers to get over. That's fantastic. We are coming right up against our next break. We're talking with Doug Walls, and we were talking about Get My Talk, which evolved into Text Me Leads, which is a great way for people to capture uh, name and email addresses, as well as a way to capture sales, uh, no matter where you are, whether you're in front of an audience, whether you're not in front of an audience. We'll come right back to discuss this a little bit further when we come back from the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us and don't go away.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Doug Walls, and he is the owner of a company called Text Me Leads. And if you missed the last segment, we talked all about how you can use this technology to capture leads, whether you're in front of an audience, whether you're not in front of an audience. It relies on cell phone signals and not on Wi-Fi signals, which is a huge advantage. And we talked a little bit about mobile apps. So let's also talk a little bit more about some of the applications of this. You mentioned real estate before and how realtors can use this. Uh, clearly, uh, real estate, even real estate investing might be a great avenue for something like this too because they're constantly looking for new deals and, and connections to their promotional partners. How, how have you seen this technology be used in that industry? So uh, it's all about uh, uh, sharing information and connecting with people faster and, and following up. So one of the stepping stones that we that this company has afforded me is meeting some incredibly um, intelligent, very well connected and very wealthy uh, clients of mine. So one of my clients actually was looking to partner with me on a project. And uh, as we were uh, deciding a few things and doing our due diligence with each other, uh, he said, you know what, Doug, it's a pass. Uh, this isn't going to be for me right now. And I was like, okay, I, that, I respect that. But why? He says, well, one, um, I've got a lot of really good projects on my, on my desk, but I'm really looking for great projects. And going forward, my litmus test on any new project is it must make me a million dollars a year or more. Otherwise, it doesn't get my attention. So yeah. it's like, that's, that's a great litmus test to run, that to is run a great ideas through, test. right? Yes. Um, so we started talking about it. It's like, look, we still want to work together. What about, Doug, why don't you come in? I've got an investment company that I'm starting through our real estate firm uh, called Epic Wealth Fund. And we uh, had a, you know conversations over a few days, and uh, I am now the COO of the Epic Wealth Fund as well. So what we're able to do with this is um, utilize the uh, machine that they've put together with their real estate investing and real estate management company. And what I'm doing is uh, collecting and working with people who are uh, high net worth individuals who have low producing um, investments, and they're looking to increase that. The way we've used the text messaging is simply on every one of our business cards and uh, other things that we uh, hand out, 
we have a text code on there so that they can get a, a one page of our, um, of our offering of what it is. So it's, it's, it's a great way to uh, connect and give information out, just like we were talking the speakers giving stuff out. And it allows me to find out uh, who's interested in it and a way to connect with them and follow up that lead. That's great. That's really great. Is this something that you see as being even more scalable than it is now? Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, here's uh, I'll just take th- uh, through a quick thought process of where we were looking as we were looking to go um, uh, horizontal with different industries. We were looking at speakers, authors, and trainers, people who were in front of people. All right, great. Who else is in front of people on a regular basis? Pastors. Anybody in a pulpit, they've got a, a congregation, an audience in front of them every week. This is a great way that they can uh, share information, sermon notes, uh, study books, and updates. And it allows them, instead of having the, um, uh, uh, you know, the church secretary start the, the, the phone tree like they used to do um, before the auto, uh, robocalls, this is a way that they could send out a text blast to everybody, know that it was received very quickly, and get messages out to their um, members very fast. So we were looking at what else do they need? Well, not only do they have an audience in front of them, they have a virtual audience that's on the radio and TV. What can they do with that? Well, again, aside from sharing the information on their sermons, they can also ask for a digital donation and pass a virtual basket. Mm. Okay? So we said, great, that's that's a, a great niche to work with. Who else does something like that where they have a message and they need to pass a basket for, for donations? Politicians. And you're seeing a lot of uh, campaigns now that have text messages on the pulpit or on the pulpit, on the uh, podium yes. as they're making a, uh, their, their stump speeches as to how you can connect with their campaigns. A lot of them don't really um, aren't using it as effectively as they could. They're simply mining data and they're not utilizing um, to great effect, the connectivity that it affords them. That is awesome. That's awesome. So I that was, sp- kind of speaks to the, your question about scale, I think. Absolutely. And I was just thinking about another industry that probably would be able to use this very effectively. Have you heard examples of people using this for crowdfunding purposes? You know, so the, so the crowdfunding, the legalities behind crowdfunding are so new Okay. That uh, people are uh, tiptoeing through that minefield so that they don't uh, upset the cart too quickly. I, th- I think we're at a point now where the um, legislation has been put out and it is being tested in the courts enough at this point that it, maybe a year down the road, this would be a viable option for something like that. Now, and, and I'm speaking uh, in regards to crowdfunding not from a Kickstarter-type crowdfunding, but from an equity-type crowdfunding where you're actually crowdfunding for equity in a company. Sure. Two different different conversations. Exactly, because the specific example I had in mind is I have a musician friend in Houston who successfully uh, raised $10,000 in a Kickstarter campaign to record his next album. And I thought, wow, how interesting would that technology have been for him while he was on his recent tour to raise Kickstarter funds that way. And I guess that just, that's what led me to the question of, could this be uh, something that's uh, utilizable? Yeah. So uh, that, to answer your question on that one, absolutely. 
because you can go on somebody's Kickstarter page, look at it, and then not not donate. Yeah. And so how many how many eyeballs did they have look at their product or their offering or their idea? They didn't donate it, but they were they they one showed interest. They raised their hand in the crowd and said, "You know what? I like it enough that I want to go to your page and look at it." Something on the page does, did not resonate with them, so they didn't donate. Mm-hmm. Why? Because at some point they raised their hand, and that hand needs to be followed up on. Yeah. So to to speak to your friend in the music um, w- with the music uh, idea or um, project, that would be great for every time that they perform to say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to give away one of my uh, one of our new songs," or "Here's how to stay connected with us." To use the texting to give them opportunity to download songs, download mm-hmm. graphics. Uh, stay connected on an email um, list and a quick link to their crowdfunding page on Kickstarter or something like that. Even if they don't donate, you're still building a list, and now you have people that you can go back to and take another bite at the apple after that event. Absolutely. That is fantastic. So let me just ask you this. What was the most challenging piece for you of getting this kind of business started? Because we all know that there are obstacles that inevitably come up. What were some of the biggest obstacles for you and what did you do to overcome those? Um, so Brian, that's, it's a really good question because it was so frustrating starting out with this. Um, the text messaging or SMS marketing wasn't necessarily new when I started it, mm-hmm. not, at least not in the circles that I, I took it to initially. But it had been so poorly used and abused that it had a very uh, bad connotation about it. It was it just it wasn't it wasn't received in a very uh, favorable context when I started the conversations. So we uh, proceeded to serve as many organizations as we could and provide a solution to uh, for their speakers. So the speakers weren't necessarily being pitched on the idea. It was the organizers who agreed to open it up to their whole organization. And we just donated to a couple of them for a while until they saw that, okay, it's not being abused. People aren't getting text messages left and right and being hammered at two in the morning uh, with somebody trying to sell something. It was literally to serve the audience, deliver something and be done. And so that was a barrier that we had to get through and it took a while to uh, to get past that. I can certainly believe that. That that certainly is very very challenging, especially when you're dealing with a technology that is either really really new or hasn't been used very well. Like you just alluded to, it's hard being the pioneer in something brand new because no one believes it like you do. No one sees the vision like you do. I would imagine, and I don't know if you. Uh, secured funding yourself or if you had partners or investors, but I can imagine getting financial support uh, and even, even um, uh, I don't want to say emotional support, but you know what I mean, uh, just mm-hmm. the kind of support that you need to get things going. I, I suppose that was probably challenging too. Yeah, it was. Um, but I, it, it's all challenging up front, but as, I, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, yeah. People don't buy your product, they buy you. And so I, I was fortunate enough to have uh, two investors early on that bought into who 
I was, the message that I had, and the belief in what we could accomplish. And because there was no product for them to buy into yet, it was nothing but an idea on paper at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you, Doug, we've got probably maybe three minutes or so to our final break, two, three minutes. What is your big why? I mean, we all have... If you've got a really compelling reason for doing something, it's going to be a lot easier to forge ahead in those difficult times. What is your big, hairy why? You know, um, I've struggled with that over the years, just trying to figure out exactly where to land on that, because there are so many things that drive me during the day. But I I look back at one of my pain points, and that was, you know, in OA, I've told you I've got a construction background. Well, that's in Florida. And Florida construction really got hit hard. I watched a lot of people lose their companies, lose everything they had, lose their homes. Uh, We had uh, suicides in the construction industry there. I had guys coming in trying to sell their tools to me because they couldn't get work. Mm. My big hairy why is to support entrepreneurs, help small business, and, and anybody that's out there grinding away week after week to put, um, to, take care of their kids, to take care of their families, their spouses, extended families. There is a huge amount of um, uh, burden at times and opportunity to show those that went before us a thank you and to be able to support them in their older age. And there's an obligation as entrepreneurs to a younger generation to give an example of how you can go out and uh, start a business, succeed, fail, succeed, fail, but keep grinding away until it hits. So if I can be part of the solution to any, um, any entrepreneur, no matter what stage they're in, to support their business and help them, I think it helps families, that helps business, it helps the economy, and it overall helps this country. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. The whole idea of giving back is so absolutely critical. Uh, we are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how fast this show has gone. We're talking to Doug Walls. We talked about his company, Text Me Leads, all the applications, all the industries that this can be applied to. And uh, we talked about his big, big why. He also is a uh, motivational speaker. We'll talk about that because I know a lot of people listening uh, either are speakers or they're very interested in this topic. So we will visit that topic when we come back from our final break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. It's 
researchers at Binghamton University's Department of Psychology in England believe that if you use a period while texting, it makes you appear less sincere. Hey, autocorrect alone makes my texts look like they came from a goostrum noodle. The study goes on to say that using a period in a text conversation is an act of psychological warfare. Hyperbole, maybe, but we get the point. The same research also found that exclamation marks are more friendly and sincere than no punctuation at all. Talk Talk Mobile states that you should always match a kiss for a kiss when texting significant others as well. Fewer or more digital kisses compared to your partner can be construed as a brush-off. Would someone who is distracted by their phone while driving be considered intexticated? Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Doug Walls. Let's talk about something completely different. You do a little bit of speaking, Doug. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear how you got started and what you speak on. Um, so my background in speaking is really in uh, youth organizations and uh, leading youth groups. We um, had a, a friend of ours who was a, a youth pastor, and he asked if he could use our house to host these kids and we said, sure, uh, just, you know, the only thing that I'm, I'm going to beg you not to do is don't, don't make me speak. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I promise. I, I, I wouldn't do that to you because, you know, people have problems with that stuff. So I won't even ask you. Right. Within three weeks of us saying yes and him starting this, he got transferred and said, oh, by the way, I need you to take over. So immediately um, we were asked to take over this youth group. And, you, you know, you can speak to adults. You can speak to peers. That's, that's not a problem. Try speaking to a, uh, a group of 20, 30 teenagers who um, have very highly tuned and well-lubricated BS meters. Yes. If you're not dead on and, and very authentic with them, you will either lose them, they will call you out. Um, it, it can get a little dicey at times. And I loved, after, after a while, I absolutely loved that part of working with these kids is because it stretched me to get out of my comfort zones to um, to have some conversations that are that can sometimes be taboo with uh, adults in mixed company with kids. They want to know everything and they just lay out the questions. And um, we had we had some great times. So that's kind of what got me uh, uh, talking. Great. What topics do you speak on typically? Um, business now, business development um, opportunities, um, um, mindset. I think I, I loved how you opened the show with uh, talking about um, gratitude mm. um, and dealing with disappointments because we all get disappointments. We all get those frustrations. We all have barriers in our. Um, in our path that we think that we should be on and we get derailed onto a path that we're supposed to be on, but it's a, it's a painful pro- uh, process in, in when that happens. Yeah. And, and finding gratitude at those times is a real struggle 
Um, it's, it's almost impossible for some people, but right. it is a great discipline to get into of finding no matter what's going on, some way to be thankful for the, adver- for the adversity, for the person that came alongside you, who uh, encouraged you and kind of guided you out of the woods, uh, so to speak, uh, or just spoke something, uh, some counsel to you that day, even though they didn't know what they were saying, was speaking to a very deep part of you. Yeah. And and so gratitude is a, a huge part of um, what I like yeah. to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to be speaking at the Habitude Warrior Conference coming up in Houston. How yeah. did you get connected with Eric Swanson? You know, uh, you, you show up at events, and uh, uh, Eric Eric was a speaker at an event. We we touched base. We met each other. Uh, we actually lost connection for about a year and got reintroduced at another event. Uh, he became a client of mine with Text Me Leads, and I started working with him on his at his events. And uh, so now he's he's asked me to come up and uh, present on stage. That's great. And you know, I I did forget to ask earlier. What if someone wants to learn more about Text Me Leads? What can they do? Textmeleads.com. Uh, we've got some information there. Uh, our pricing is there. Some some videos and testimonials, and uh, all my contact information is right there. Fantastic, fantastic. So, uh, Doug, let me ask you, and I ask this question of, of several guests uh, when I have them on the show. How do you connect with high-profile people? Because you're a pretty well-connected guy. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I just show up, I think. Um, you look for opportunities where um, the people that you're trying to be around are at, and you show up. And then you don't just show up and sit and... Uh, soak it all in, you find a way to get involved. So with what I'm doing with uh, Eric's, the first couple times I went to his events, I served you know, in the sound booth. I, I helped out. I um, did whatever I could to be of service to Eric because he was already introducing me to, to other people. And you know, there, if I'm going to be in an event and I can sit in a chair or I can sit in a sound booth and be part of the team, I'd rather be part of a team. Sure. Yeah, that's really great. And of course, figuring out how you can serve them and help them and meet whatever need they have at the moment. That seems to be a really common theme from people that I have on my show. And it sounds like you're like that too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you talked about mindset a little bit earlier, and that's a topic that we talk a lot about on this particular show. Do you Talk about the relationship between running a successful business and having a positive mindset because I don't think everyone necessarily makes that connection. They just think that just because they have the skill set that they can just go, but it, it's much more than that. Well, having a skill set and, and just grinding out the same skill set and being in the same place today as you are 10 years from now is you know, just doing a task. If we're going to be entrepreneurs, we're going to be um, leading companies, we're going to be uh, leading a department or leading others through coaching. We can't just rely on a specific skill set. We've, we've got to learn how to grow. We've got to connect ourselves to other people. Um, uh, you, you asked how the, um, uh, I wish I could remember the exact wording you just used on uh, the, the connectivity uh, between running a business and, and, having, a positive and mindset. Having, having that positive mindset, yeah. Yes. You know, whether you're running a business, running a family, uh, you're going to 
have setbacks and you're going to have failures. And if you don't have the right mindset to absorb the hit, learn from it, adjust, and then move forward again, or find somebody that you can connect with that can help you out. Sometimes you get taken out at the knees and you just can't get back up on your own. And you literally need somebody to say, look, you can't see the forest for the trees. You're so in the middle of whatever you're going through. Yeah. Having somebody on the outside of whatever you're going through that can see a different perspective and help shine some light on reframing what's going on or learning from it instead of just uh, wallowing in it, that's, that's the mindset that, uh, that I think a successful person has to rely on and has to continually go back to is um, knowing that these setbacks aren't uh, don't take them personally. Maybe you did make a mistake. It's going to happen. And maybe you did nothing wrong. It just life happened to you and something um, something set you back. Yeah, and that's absolutely. where that's where I think we all have a different um, wiring is that we're able to suck it up, get back on the horse and go try to fight the next battle. Yeah. And I think it's also extremely important to align yourselves with people who have a similar mindset than you do. I mean, if you were working with someone who is committed to personal development and having a positive mental attitude and a positive mindset, just like you are, it's just going to be so much smoother. Not that there won't be problems along the way because there will, but if you're partnered up with someone who is just not aligned with you in that way, it's impossible to make it happen. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's got to be some synergy. There's got to be a connect a connectiveness um, that allows you to be authentic with that person. Because if mm-hmm. you're not, it doesn't matter what the council is. It's it's um, inauthentic. It's not a, a connecting council because yeah. you're not being honest with them. So finding that person that you can be um, open with and uh, vulnerable at times. Is, is huge. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, Doug. If you had a chance to meet the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Oh, there would be a couple things to say, I'd say not to do that I'm not going to talk about on this show. Okay. But, um, <laughs> um, oh, my gosh, what I would tell myself at 18. Um, don't take it personally. Yeah. I, I think that um, that is probably what I'd tell myself. Yeah, yeah, and I, I find that uh, you know, like I mentioned before about being disappointed. Sometimes it's just sometimes it's just not about you. Sometimes when you get disappointed by someone, it's much more reflection on them than it is on you. They've mm-hmm. got their own issues, and and the reason that you got disappointed might be completely unrelated to something you did or uh, or said. It has everything to do with what someone else has done, and I can yeah, totally I, understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got about three minutes to the end. Let me ask you, Doug, who inspires and motivates you? This is something that I ask everybody on my show. Oh, man, that's 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 the easiest one so far. Um, my wife and my kids. My wife is, is an incredible support. She's the one that um, is constantly supporting and, and, and helping to hold me up uh, when I'm having those dark times. And my kids, for the way they see the world versus how I saw the world at their age – they stretch my um, my status quo. They stretch what I expect things to, uh, you know, just... They stretch what 
I'm not willing to stretch on my own and they ask harder questions that sometimes you can't answer with, well, because I said so. And that just doesn't fly. Right. And you have to come up with a real answer. And it, so my wife, and my kids, absolutely. That's fantastic. Any, we're getting to the end of the show. We've got maybe a minute and a half to the end. Any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share with us, Doug? You know, Brian, um, I just, one, want to thank you for having a platform like this so that people can come and listen to other ideas and to share. Because I think one of the best ways that anybody can learn and grow themselves is by teaching, sharing, and imparting that information to somebody else. Yes. And I think you're growing from simply being able to ask great questions and pull information out of people. You've helped me grow by uh, being able to share information again. And I hope that you're somewhere along the way your show is, and I, and I absolutely believe this, is inspiring others yeah. to, to I, take that I, next step and make the next best decision. I really appreciate that. That's really awesome. Thank you, Doug. And one more time before the end, how can we get a hold of you? How can we learn more about Text Me Leads or anything else that you're involved in? Sure. So uh, textmeleads.com is our mobile application or uh, mobile text lead generator. And Epic Wealth Fund is our uh, investment group. Fantastic. And you can Thank find you. us. Yeah. And we can find that where? Uh, epicrealestate.com. Epic, Epic Wealth Fund. We've Epic got, we've got some. EpicWealthFund.com, yes. EpicWealthFund.com. All right. We are coming to the end of the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. Join us next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I will speak with another wildly successful person and talk to them about how they succeeded and what they learned along the way. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime you like. Thanks again, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to 